This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 5, track 10 and 11. (gasps) That's right, we're doing two at once. Now I'm following you, and now I'm following you part two. number to with Warren Beatty Warren with Warren ba- with male voice Warren Beatty <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is the big switcheroo of of the album it's like she starts out she's like all right Warren I'm gonna play in your world I'm gonna be breathless I'm gonna just dive in and play and go into this this time and this sound completely and I'm gonna let you lead me because you are the director and the creator and also the older person and then it switches in the middle and it, she starts to lead. <laughs> I do want to, I, I want to point out a weird thing in the liner notes. Yes. So the previous track, what can you lose features also a male voice. And th- these are like the first duets aside from Prince. I think Madonna's ever done is on this album. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, when it, Mandy Batinkin is listed as male voice on his track and in now i'm following you warren Beatty is listed as male singer oh i find that very intriguing because yes. i would imagine it would be the other way around i um 100% agree and i have no doubt that mandy Batinkin stewed about this and he <laughs> saw it i'm sure and tried to get it's it contractual corrected. like everything with warren Beatty, it was contractual like i i always want to diss these this this little do these two songs but mm-hmm. in truth um i find great joy in them well these are these are this is another one of the andy paley songs um there are four four songwriters on this it's andy paley jeff lass ned um claflin and jonathan paley i think his brother Wait, 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 Mark. I want to just stop for a second because as we were as we were putting out episodes for this um for I'm Breathless, I started to realize that we weren't mm-hmm. really paying giving like respect to Andy Paley, ah. who wrote several songs on this album and is um, you know, the dark horse of this album, but also has a major career. And so I thought we'd just let's take a moment. Yeah. Andy Paley's Andy. one of those wacky uh one-off collaborators. She never works with him again. Um, and he's this like guru of Sire Records. He'd been at Sire Records for years. Uh, he was in punk bands when he was young. He he formed a, a band with his brothers called the Paley Brothers. And then um they became a band called the Nervous Eaters in the late 70s. Rick Osick from the Cars. Uh, Rick Ocasek. Ocasek, thank you. Rick Ocasek uh, from the Cars was going to produce their first record, and then he couldn't do it because of contractual obligations. Um, And then um, he was part of Jonathan Richmond and the Modern Lovers in in the 80s. And then basically after 1985, he became like a studio guy who wrote and produced people's records. And he he produced Chris Isaac. He produced John Wesley Harding. Um, he produced the Mighty Lemon Drops. He produced. He worked extensively with Brian Wilson in the late '80s and early '90s. That whole Renaissance era. Mm. Um, 
And he was this, you know, everyone, Brian Wilson said he was the most talented uh, person he'd ever worked with in terms of could do so many things at once and was the most knowledgeable person about music. So when you hear these songs that Andy Paley worked on, you really can see that like, he really can write period things. He can write pop songs. He can write punk songs. He can write orchestral stuff. Um, in addition to the Dick Tracy soundtrack, he produced the soundtrack to A Walk on the Moon, that oh, weird key, that yeah. weird movie of the late 90s. Um, he's all over the place. He scored the first season of The L Word. I mean, it, it, he's, he's one of those multi-talented writers who will never write a memoir, didn't have a juicy romance or anything with anybody. He's just kind of like a guy. But didn't that, he do SpongeBob? Yes, he did SpongeBob. I think he's also he's because of that he's connected to the Broadway musical that they, that that played at the Palace um, a few years ago. I think he's connected to that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but he's you know he's he's a, a, a in his own way he's a, he's a maverick like Madonna, mm. just in a completely different below the behind the scenes kind of way. I think. I mean, I don't know how much there is to say about this song, to be honest, but I I think when it when the record skips and she's like, oh dear. Yeah. And then we get into like the the beats, you know, that just cracks me up, you know, the yes. remix. Let's um, shout out Kevin Gilbert. He's Kevin the, he's Gilbert. the remixer and the programmer. Her saying, you know, Dick, that's an interesting name. Dick, 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 Dick. It's a low moment on the album. <laughs> and um, um, I, this is the moment that I feel like, oh, um, this Apes Bat Dance, uh, the Prince song um, that incorporates clips from Batman. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. I think that they were really aiming for something like this. I remember when this album came out in May of 1990, uh, Dick Tracy wasn't out yet. So I was so excited. Like these were the little bits from Dick Tracy because there's lots of little clips and sound clips of there's also the crybaby shows back up halfway through the song halfway through yes the it's almost like the whole album is getting a little bow
what is that part where she and I'm getting the lyrics wrong, but you're gonna get them right. Where she's like, and na 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 na, wife worth living, and then she's like, come over here, come over here. What does she say before that? She quotes, um, she quotes a philosopher, an unexamined life is a life not worth living. An unexamined life is not worth living. Come over here, come over here. But it has no it has no relevance like it's not something she says somewhere else in the album or does correct she? correct she never says it in the it's just one of those weird an unexamined life is a life not worth living come over here come over come over here and she Let's disappears dance. in the tour. She can do that. yeah so that's a really interesting line i think yeah. i always remember that moment in it but i'm always like huh yeah it feels like the turning point of the end of the song. I mean, it feels like the thing that pushes us towards the end. It's the perfect step up to yeah. the true end of this album, which is yeah. coming. Well, um, and the, and the tweak of like the counting of the money and uh, yes. everyone saying how expensive Dick Tracy was cost 100 million. Yeah. There's, there's so many, <laughs> there's so much going on in the remix. Um, and I, I love, I love that idea that, um, cause it is a little different and it is something, um, that wasn't necessarily put on an album at the time. Remixes would always be on the singles to albums. Right. They wouldn't be part of the album proper. And I think, um, also, um, she's been playing so much with traditional song structure on this album up to this point. And everything's kind of got a verse, a bridge, a chorus, da, da, da. And this, this just kind of explodes it all and. Yep. It's messy. It's it's very um Picasso. Mm, I don't know about Picasso, but um I'll go with you there. Okay. All right. Um till next time we'll just say thank you. <laughs> Bye. Would you not get all please? Thank you.